around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary John Bon Jovial. Welcome aboard. Damn and right. Don't to you ever forget that either. Around the world. <laughs> thank you so much, John Bon Jovial. Now, oh, sit there and we'll cue you. We'll cue you when it's time for you to talk again. <laughs> sit yeah. and we'll say speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome aboard, everybody, to the show that's always an award show because there are so many award show. We figure... Let's make every show an award show, and we'll make you, the listeners, as well as our guests, pick the awards. No nominating panels, no silly voting, none of that crap. You get somebody you think did something exceptionally good or exceptionally stupid, tell us what it is you think they should be awarded for, and uh, we'll award them a prize. And send your award nominations to awards. Well, send it to me, David, at thedavidbowers.com and put awards in the subject line. It's as simple as that. It's really simpler than me saying it. So just go ahead and drop us a line to David at thedavidbowers.com. Thank you also to our great friends from the great state of Texas, Titty Bingo, for providing our theme music. And uh, check them out online at tittybingo.com. They're also uh, all over the place. Check their music out. They've got an exciting interactive site, a website to go to. And uh, they do some just plain old down-home rock and roll. It's kind of get out on the back porch and let it all hang out. John Bon Jovial, how are you doing this week? Oh, you know, it's going to be another week of murder and mayhem and all-around good times and uh, feeling great, David. I'm optimistic about this week. I'm optimistic about this show because we have such incredibly good music that's going to be coming up here in the next 60 minutes and it's just going to knock your socks off. Well, maybe not you, because you live in Arizona and you don't wear socks, but all those other people out there that have socks on. Well, you're absolutely right. I'm not wearing any socks. As a matter of fact, I'm doing the show in the nude today, so uh, you don't have to worry about me being overdressed. (laughs) Okay, so much for the optimism of the week. (laughs) Absolutely. Once again, as usual, it's my pleasure. And right now it's my pleasure for our first the David Bowers Awards of the Week. And actually, this is going to be a double award. I love that. Mm, Three-part harmony on four harmonica, four combs. Never mind. Nikki Chris is one of our award winners, one of our two award winners coming up first here uh, for being up for consideration for a Grammy Award for the fourth consecutive year. Her song, Falling to Pieces, is up for consideration as Song of the Year and Best Pop Solo Performance. And let me tell you, Nikki is in good company there. I mean, those are top drawer categories to be in the competition is really hot and she is honored as we are to have had her on the show 
for her to be uh, nominated in those categories, and that's what we're hoping for. This is the first round, and what you have to do is you have to be accepted for nomination, and she has passed that, as have our other guests, which we'll be telling you about in a moment here. But we wanted to tell you first that uh, this year she was nominated with the co-writer of the song, Kevin McNoldy, the song Falling to Pieces, which is dedicated to the victims of the Orlando nightclub tragedy. And by the way, all the iTunes proceeds from the song go to the One Orlando Fund for the life of the song forever, virtually. Also being considered uh, for a commended entry in the adult contemporary category in the UK Songwriting Contest group. So our congratulations, of course, to Nikki Chris and also to Americana band Herrick, who's up for consideration as well in the New America Americana Artist category. I'm having trouble with Americana today. (laughs) The New Americana Artist category, as well as alternative music album, Americana album, instrumental and vocal arrangement categories for the title track of their latest album, which they debuted right here on the David Bowers Awards. And uh, they're also up for Americana Roots Performance and Americana Roots Song for Freedom Love from that same album. The album, of course, is Cotton Fields, and they've already won a a Global Music Award for Best Americana Band and Best Americana Album for that album, Cotton Fields. And uh, the Global Music Awards, for those of you not familiar with it, GMAs, that's a top-tier international music competition that honors talented musicians around the world. So uh, our congratulations and a huge piece of the David Bowers Award pride to Nikki Chris and the band Herrick for uh, being up for Grammy nominations this year. And, uh, hey, let's make it an uh, indie year. Can you imagine if we had a bunch of indie award artists or indie artists getting the awards this year? Oh, that'd be great. It really would. And, you know, I'm so happy and proud of Nikki because she's such a good friend of the show. And it's always such a joy to have her on and to showcase her music. And I know that Herrick has been on with us, and we got along with them just great. And so, you know, it really it, it couldn't happen to a better bunch of people, uh, truly talented musicians. And, yeah, we're thrilled. We're, there's no other way to put it. We're just absolutely thrilled for them. You're absolutely right, and uh, as you alluded to the fact, not only great talents, but great people, a lot of fun to be around, and uh, in both cases, people we're proud to call friends, as well as friends of the show. Nikki Chris and Herrick, congratulations. Coming up on the David Bowers Awards, John Bon Jovi will tell them about it while I get our music ready. Well, you betcha. Coming up on the David Bowers Awards, we've got Blues Rockers Catbone. And we've also got Kiki Plesha, otherwise known as the Fairy Rock Mother. (laughs) I just love that name, the Fairy (laughs) Rock Mother. (laughs) And we've got, uh, she's the the CEO and editor-in-chief of the ION, or ION Indie Magazine. But uh, first, you know, we've got some new music. We've got a lot of really good uh, new music today, including one that's coming up in a few minutes that's just going to want to make you kick up your heels and pull up your bootstraps and, and try to avoid stomping in the horse manure. But uh, first song, <laughs> David, why don't you tell us about that? <laughs> I think you spent too many years at WSUN doing country music in St. Petersburg, yes, Florida. Sir. 
the, the sunspot on your dial, Sun Country WSUN. <laughs> and he's still seeing sunspots, folks, but as usual, he's absolutely right. We've got some terrific music, and the first track we're going to lay down on you right now is by a cat named Billy Brown. Now, this is from an album called A Long Time Coming, and uh, you can track the entire album on YouTube. He's an acoustic singer-songwriter with a fantastic collection of songs about love and life from his own experiences. And that would be fun to get him in here. Listen to the songs and then think about uh, getting him to sit down with us and tell us about some of those experiences. He's currently performing in and around London and all over the UK. Uh, You can check his page for new dates, which are updated regularly. His page, billybrownsongs.com. And you can find him on Facebook at Billy Brown Songs, as well as elsewhere all over the Internet. And you can find his music on all the normal and usual places. Here he is. This is Billy Brown and Alone Again With You. You hear? And next you disappear It's like I was just there But now I'm over here You said you miss me And then you don't come back Did I do something wrong? Have I gone way off track? I can't seem to tie you down crown But there's something There's something I can't do I'm alone again Alone again with you I'm alone again And there's nothing I can do Where'd you go When you go far away Do you think of me You'll ever stay I can't seem to tie you down You're wearing a thorny crown But there's something There's something I can't do I'm alone again Alone again with you There's nothing I can do I'm alone All alone I'm alone All alone Something I can't do I'm a 
said you can find him all over the internet at billybrownsongs.com moving right along you're gonna love if you like that you're gonna love this next one uh this one that you just heard was kind of a i don't know it was kind of cross between uh uh, uh maybe a little rockabilly maybe a little punk touch of country i mean it was uh it, it really straddled several genres there this one this next one leans a little bit more country but believe it or not it evolved from pop punk okay now the artist's name is earl lee grace which is obviously not his real name but uh, just a clever pun uh, if you say his name out loud john bon jovial are you there with us john yeah early early grace yes yeah yes, early uh, grace I, okay i, I, what I, I, make sure you got, that? <laughs> I got it okay I, uh, i'm i'm now I'm, this, I'm, I'm not uh, as as um as think as you drunk i am yeah, well, I just wanted to make sure you were here. <laughs> but uh, this this guy also goes by a name, Blag Dahlia, okay? And uh, he does some really, well, let's put it on the line. He does some really funky, off-color uh, punk stuff under the name Blag Dahlia. And you can find him online, too. So if that's your thing, go look him up there. Because this, uh, this next thing really leans more uh, towards the... Uh, the country genre straddling type of music. He has an album called Black Grass, not to be confused with Bluegrass, of course. He's, uh, his pseudonym, Earl Lee Grace, is uh, a, a punk rock band, or rather it comes from his punk rock band Dwarves, of which he's frontman. His name is Paul Caffero. And he's most well-known as Black Dahlia. A review by AllMusic on FYE.com claims that he's a 15-year-old guitarist, which, of course, is false. But his debut album is an auspicious fusion of rock and bluegrass. Throughout Blackgrass, his playing is really impressive. I think you're going to be impressed. But he doesn't have, they, they say that they don't think he has enough vocal power to pull off the material. Well, I 
kind of disagree. Uh, he's not the most powerful vocalist by any means, but I think he's got enough along with uh, his sense of humor, his wit, a uh, little bit of sarcasm, and some good instrumentation. You're going to find that uh, the material isn't always strong either, but his playing can make up for that fact. So let's give it a spin. Here's Earl Lee Grace and every girl in the world. Every girl in the world, oh, they need that love and affection. But when you only got the evil in, well, what you gonna do? Every girl in the world requires your undivided attention. But do I really have to mention it? Well, what you gonna do? Sometimes it's like they're looking for a heavenly sign Causing troubles is beginning of time But now somewhere between the moonlight and wine And when they lay you in that box of pine Every girl in the world Well, they need that love and devotion But when you only got the moment then Well, what you gonna do? Well, let's go Cowboy uh, Rockabilly. It's a neat sound. I really like it. And I think you're going to like what we've got up next. Our next is our first guest of the afternoon, a young lady by the name of Kiki Plesha, who is going to come in here. And she's got all kinds of stuff to share with us, including some good music. And we're going to play one of her uh, tracks by one of the artists that she's promoting right now. And then we're going to sit down and talk with Kiki Plesha. Right now, though, this is called crazy cowgirl and the artist is ashley wineland check it out it's been a crazy long week working run 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 the weekend's here time to have some fun it's a girl's night Crazy cowgirl, dancing to a step and feeling uncool. Crazy cowgirl, watch out 
it. That's crazy cowgirl. The girl's name is Ashley Wineland, and that brings us to our next guest on the show today. Let's bring her in now. Say hello to Kiki Plesha. Welcome aboard, Kiki. Well, what a pleasure to be here. Did I hear you call me young at one point? I think you're my eighth husband. Did, did I say that? Hey, everybody's younger than me. I mean, I'm older than you. I, I think it's on tape somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, John Bon Jovial, he knows I'm older than dirt. <laughs> yeah, we were all young once. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, every true, day I wake up and I pray to that patron saint that I don't break a hip. <laughs> I heard that. I know what you're saying there. Kiki, welcome aboard. First, before we find out uh, some of the intriguing stuff you have to share with us, because I do want to get into that. First, tell us a little bit about Ashley. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, Crazy Cowgirl was recorded, written by Ashley, recorded when she was 14 years old. Oh, 14. wow. Ashley, oh, oh, gosh, yes. She recorded that when she was 14. I've been working with Ashley now for two years. She's now 18 years old. She's all grown up. Oh and gosh, her voice has, she has matured so much. Her vocals are so incredibly powerful. In fact, right now we're in studio. We're working on her second, uh, her follow-up EP, to her family business CD, which Crazy Cowgirl appears on that. And we're doing the storyboards right now for her next music video, which is a follow-up to No Prince Charming. So we are busy today. I'm working on her tour for 2017. And then I'm going to work on World Peace. That sounds like, uh, that. what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> um, what is this crazy talk? <laughs> what what does that mean? Spare time? I, I don't know. I can sleep when I'm dead. There you go. It's a long sleep, and uh, you can wait till then. I don't blame you, Kiki, at all. Thank you for telling us about that. We're going to play another track uh, by Ashley before we leave this afternoon. But uh, let me ask you now to tell us a little bit about you, because I know you have a varied and exciting background. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh my gosh, uh, where do I start? Um, I'm a longtime musician myself, so being a music journalist, I'm not only a journalist, but I play one on TV. No, I actually play an instrument, so I know, I know a lot about music because I've played both guitar and bass. I started off on stage when I was four years old in a very musical family. I learned to play guitar at the age of eight because it's a great way to suck up to nuns. I went to Catholic school. They love it when you carry a guitar. Okay, so oh, I got away with no, it. Oh, yeah. My motives were not pure. Then well, I moved on to <laughs> <laughs> I moved on to high school, and I was playing in bands in high school. And when I graduated, I went to work for a modeling agency in Chicago. And one day, they asked for models who could actually walk, talk, type, and answer a phone. Well, that's a tall order. At the same time? Bill. Oh, not simultaneously. Oh, okay. Because you, know, <laughs> you could spaz out, which is not attractive. But I went and answered the cattle call, and long story short, I found myself working for uh, a late-night talk show host by the name of Johnny Carson. I've so heard that I name somewhere. Off. Wow. I know all the dirt. But anyway, I was a nobody. I was just working like in marketing and advertising. And the only thing that Mr. Carson, he didn't even know my name. The only thing he said about me was, that chick gives good phone. <laughs> that, that, that's got to be the highest compliment. Then. That's, that's quite an endorsement. Yes. 
Absolutely. And that started my career in entertainment, which I've been a publicist for many, many decades. I've been A&R for a label. I worked for a talent agency. I now own a music magazine. And that's my story, and I'm pretty much sticking to it. Well, one more question about your story. Where did the uh, moniker Fairy Rock Mother come from? (laughs) Well, you know, real quick, I'll share with you. I had a very serious illness that left me in bed for eight years. I had a brain tumor. I had to learn to walk and talk. and Yes, and I really could not play music anymore. So basically, I turned my time. It becomes not about currency, but legacy at that point. So once I found out I was going to live, I decided to do things to give back to music. And that kind of leads into Ion Indie Magazine. But I began to use my promotional skills to help many bands. And I can't tell you which band it was that bestowed the moniker of Fairy Rock Mother on me. But it's kind of stuck over the years. And now it's kind of more of a marketing thing. You know, kind of yes. like the Fairy Rock Mother makes dreams come true. And I do oh, my I best. I can't save I the world. It. I, I love know, it. It's, it's it so fits in with what got me into this because I had been uh, I had been out of the business for some time and I was looking to get back into at least doing voiceovers. As a matter of fact, Joe Bonsell of the Oak Ridge Boys is the one that uh, encouraged me to uh, get back into the business. You know, just jump in both feet and go for it. And I got to thinking, you know, this is a great way. Uh, because uh, John and I wanted to do radio again, but we wanted to do it our way, not the you know not some factory format way. And uh, uh-huh. I wanted to do something where I could pay back the artists whose music raised my family, and also pay it forward to the new artists and give them one more stage to uh, you know to expose their music and talents to the world. So uh, I can identify I can identify a hundred percent with what you just said, John Bon Jovial. I know you have something you want to toss in at this point. <laughs> well, y- yeah. Um, well, first of all, I mean, I love the name Fairy Rock Mother. I mean, oh my God, that is. <laughs> you should have seen him when he saw it. <laughs> I, I had I had tears coming down my cheeks. I was laughing so hard, but in a good way because I was so thrilled about the name. Uh, but that's not really what I want to ask you about. I want to ask you about your magazine because, you know, we, we cater to indie rock music and now you've got a magazine that caters to indie rock music. And I just, I just want to know about it. Well, thank you for asking. Like I said, it's my way, I call it my love letter to music. And I had worked for many magazines. And then, you know, you shared something that you had a vision, right? You you had a certain way you wanted to do things. Well, nobody was quite doing my vision. So one day my husband said to me, why are you even bothering? You can do this yourself. And after I threw up in my mouth and my head ran a few (laughs) rotations, you know, I thought, you know what, I bet you I can if I drink enough. So one day, you know, I, I walked out of a certain magazine I was working with, and, oh, my gosh, the staff followed me, most of them. And I'm like, oh, crap, now I have to do something, you know. So I started Ion Indie Magazine, and i got to tell you, we've been around for two years now. We have partnered with numerous radio stations. We are the only magazine that covers all genres of music worldwide. And we take the music that we stream in our interactive magazine and we forward it to all our radio partners. We work actively to get radio airplay for artists. There's no other magazine that does that. So I thought, well... I was going to say, do you publish a a hard copy of it or is it strictly online? 
Well, we try to be green because the, the way it takes a ton of money to distribute a magazine on newsstands and in big box stores. And we are all volunteer. I self-fund the magazine. Everybody that's on the staff, and there's 18 worldwide, all donate their time. They're all mostly musicians, so they understand what they're writing about. You can order a hard copy from our publisher. It's quite costly. It's like something you could put on a coffee table. But in order to be politically correct today, a lot of magazines are going digital. And plus, we do this play is, music and video. We do play music and videos, and you can't do that in a hard copy. That's a little difficult. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and, uh, I, nothing please. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love your, your vision and your mission. Yeah. Is there any one uh, particular genre of music that you find the magazine leaning toward, uh, e- even if it's not by design, but any one particular style that is more prevalent than the others? I think Aboriginal polkas. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, we, we embrace every single style of music out there from uh, rockabilly, Christian, um, a- anything, anything out there. If it's something that I think the readers will embrace, and there's something else I do a little different. We attract all the top names in entertainment. We've been so blessed and fortunate Steven Tyler was in the magazine. Anybody that's probably out there today, Ariana Grande, they've all lent their time to the magazine. I always put an independent on the cover. And the first slot in the magazine always goes to an independent. For instance, when I had Ashley on the cover in December of 2014, it was Ashley and then Judas Priest came behind Ashley. There you go. I think that's okay. so cool. That is so cool. And then, you know, I, I feel that it'll attract readers, and then they learn about the new talent. I agree, and I, I think it's beyond cool. I think it's, uh, it's something that's been long overdue, and I commend you uh, 110% for, for doing that. I think it's fantastic, and I have a sneaky suspicion that we're going to be hearing a lot more from you in the near future here on the David Bowers Awards and uh, maybe even getting a chance to work with a few more of your artists. I, I really wish we had more time to talk today, but I'm inviting you back as, uh, as we tell all of the guests on the show once you're on our show, you're family. The door is always open to you. So uh, you have a new artist. Uh, you have something coming up big that you want to promote, whatever it is. Give us a shout. We'll find a place for you on the show and give you a chance to share it with the world. I'll come back anytime. I'm family. I need money. I can come to you. That's great. Fantastic, because I, you're, you're, you're okay except for the money. We may have to, we may have to partner, and we may have to share the tin cup on that one, but uh, we'll work something on that. Okay, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about uh, this track we're going to play next, Ashley Wineland and Family Business. Well, great story. It's a true story. Her family ran Moonshine. Back in the day, out in, in, in the Ozarks in Missouri, it's written about moonshine, and right. it's a true story, and you're going to love it. We've just re-recorded it. It's fabulous. Everyone's going to enjoy this track. Well, we're looking forward to hearing it, and we're looking forward to having you come back real soon uh, with maybe another artist or something, and tell us more about uh, the fantastic fairy rock mother. Oh, I've got a bunch of artists hidden in my crawl space. I'll bring them out for you. Fantastic. We're looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Kiki Plesha. Here is Ashley Wineland and Family Business. (laughs) 
I was beginning to wonder if it was ever going to end there. That's uh, that's one of the longest hold notes at the end of a song I've heard in a long time. Ashley Wineland. It's called Family Business, uh, brought to you by uh, Kiki Plesha, who will be coming back with uh, more good stuff about the indie music here in the not too far distant future. But right now we have waiting on the in the green room AJ and John from Catbone, who are going to be talking with us right after we introduce you to the music of Catbone and. Uh, here they are. Roll Catbone. It's, uh, uh, for some reason, the uh, cue card doesn't have the name of the song on here, but we'll find it and get it on for you. It's a thing called well, I, I, I got it right here. Hog. High on the hog. That's right. Roll them. As happy as I can get I'm sitting pretty As pretty as I can sit I got me a singer I like to use a lot Ain't what you're missing It's what you got
Don't you wonder why I don't need too much, baby To get by John, come on aboard, guys. How you doing? Hey, David. Doing good. Yeah, doing very well. Thank you. Great. Great to have you on the show today. Now, you guys are covering the uh, the tri-state area in the southwest, Arizona, Nevada, and California, right? That's uh, correct. Uh, I live in Laughlin, and the other guys uh, live over on the Arizona side, Bullhead and uh, Fort Miami. Well, I'm kind of planted in that area myself, and John Bon Jovial, of course, is he's way over on the east side of the country over there in the great state of Florida. But, uh, uh, yeah, I know, I know your area fairly well up here. And, uh, regrettably, I didn't get a chance to get to see you last week when you were playing in town, but uh, we're glad to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about Catbone and your background. Well, uh, Catbone kind of goes back. I was playing out in some bands out in San Francisco, and that's uh, where I started using the name. But uh, I got involved in a motorcycle accident and had to retire early, and uh, I'd been coming out to the Laughlin area uh, for years and years and uh, decided to buy a house out here. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, I still had my guitars and gear, and I just felt like playing again, so... uh, Put an ad out on Craigslist uh, for a harmonica player, and then uh, that's where John came in. <laughs> yeah, I answered a answered his ad on Craigslist, and uh, I guess you could say the rest is history. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what you just gotta you just gotta watch those Craigslist ads. You never know what's going to happen you know here. You you put an ad in Craigslist and wind up starting a whole new career. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you got, what do what do you guys what do you guys Put together. What do you? What's your? What's your creative? Uh, your creative motivation? Well, uh, we started out pretty much as a straight-ahead blues band because uh, we, we all enjoy the blues. I'm from Chicago originally, and um, uh, it was easy because we knew all the, a lot of tunes and uh, to put together three or four sets, which we knew we needed to do to play out here. Yeah, and uh, I've been I've been a blues guy. Uh, my my brother came home with a Paul Butterfield album when he was 18 years old, and uh, he he put that on the turntable, and I just uh, I couldn't believe it. I I'd been listening to uh, uh, some some of the blues music that came out of Chicago and also the Delta, but uh, that one just really uh, opened my eyes, and I've been a kind of diehard blues guy ever since. It kind of got you hooked in, the, in a moment's notice there. <laughs> Indeed it did. Absolutely. John Bon Jovial, you're kind of quiet there. 
Well, you know, I'm just listening and enjoying the conversation. Hey, guys, I, I just wanted to, you know, my initial observation of what I just heard uh, reminded me so much of, uh, of canned heat. And, uh, of course, you know, their affiliations with John Lee Hooker. Uh, you know, you're talking about Paul Butterfield. You know, I remember seeing uh, Paul Butterfield uh, band and, and James Cotton uh, on the same venue at uh, Harvard Stadium in Boston years ago. Uh, just, it, and, you know, you want to talk about being blown away by the blues. Yeah, that was it. I mean, that that's <laughs> – I got hooked after that. And uh, I was – I think I was all of uh, – 13 or 14 years old, my dad took me to the concert and was like, you're going to like these guys, and he was right. But you got some good music. Uh, real well, thank much. you very much. Uh, just nice, nice, that. funky stuff there. Yeah. And, and again, like I say, the, the, the vocal, not, not, not necessarily musically, but, but the vocal kind of reminded me of, uh, of Canned Heat a little bit. And I, I, I just want to know, have, has anybody ever made that comparison before? Uh, no, that was uh, John, who's right here on the vocals and the harmonic. And um, uh, no, that's first. That, that's cool. So, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you definitely, no, definitely have a good, a great sound. I know. Uh, that's I do a I do a lot of uh, of web surfing, uh, checking out uh, indie artists all over the place. And we've had artists on here from every place, from I, I think from Hoboken to the Ukraine on the show here. And uh, I, wow. when I stumbled when I stumbled across you guys and, and your sound, and I, I just uh, I, my ears my ears lit up. That's how how good it was. And I said, oh, we've got to get these guys on the show here. And, uh, well, thanks very much. For- and in fact, uh, that song and the one you'll be uh, playing uh, later were both recorded uh, earlier uh, this year live at Lazy Harry's in uh, Bullet City. Yeah, those, you know, I, that's a live, I kn- a live, uh, a live performance, and um, sometimes uh, uh, they're not the best. <laughs> I know that's uh, that was one of the things that I was uh, when I when I noticed that uh, your your uh, playlist or the, or the tracks that I could get online were uh, were all live. I was kind of concerned. I was hoping that they would be good quality. And uh, the the good side, though, the other side of that coin, aside from the risk of them not being great quality, the uh, the upside is you get a feel that you don't get in a studio recording because. Even without knowing that it's a live recording, you know, you, obviously you were able to keep the audience out of the recording and everything. Uh, th- there's a certain feel that you only get with a live performance. Yeah, I was going to say well, that, something along those lines, too. There's a certain grit that you will get from a live performance, and I think probably one of the best bands that is an example of that is the Grateful Dead, which, you know, not necessarily a blues band, but uh, probably a prime example of a band that sounds better live than they do in the studio. Well, uh, the other two guys in the band, uh, uh, Lex Blackston on bass and uh, Kenny Mose uh, on drums, Kenny uh, recorded that. He's a, he's a whiz on sound equipment now that's something to look forward to maybe maybe we can uh, figure out a way to uh, uh we'll do a live recording of them sometime when they're playing in the area and uh and uh, do some chatting with them between sets or something uh, well the next couple things we have uh, coming up uh well we got something the 29th though i guess uh, this is being aired uh, the 30th uh, though after that uh, November 5th, we're at Old Town Saloon in, in Laughlin on uh, South Casino Drive, and then uh, we'll be back at Lazy Harry's in Bullhead City uh, November 18th. And we have we have other uh, dates after that also. And one we're looking forward to, uh, we're playing the Aquarius uh, in Laughlin uh, in June next year. January. Oh, January. oh wow. 
Okay, well, that's, that's, there's, a, there's a little difference there between January and June, but hey, who knows? Maybe you'll be back yeah. in, Janu- in June, too. I mean, <laughs> before Any we plan on getting to the East Coast? We, had, uh, we were very fortunate to pick up that Aquarius gig in January. Uh, um, they they uh, are, ha- haven't booked local bands over there in quite some time, and uh, the the booking our booking agent got a hold of us and said the Aquarius actually wants to book nothing but local bands uh, in their main showroom the uh, entire month of January. So. Uh, we were the first one he thought of when he heard that, and and they took a listen to our music and darned if they didn't like it too. So we're really looking forward to that. That's going to be a four day run over there, and it's uh, I don't know if you've ever been to that showroom, but it's it's quite a room. It's it's, the, it's a nice it's showroom, the best yeah. room on the river, that's for sure. Well, what's the local well, we've band scene? Uh, uh, the bike run out here the last couple of years at the uh, Pioneer and at the River Lodge and. Uh, uh, we've played out at Colorado Bell, and hopefully we'll be back in those places, too. What's the local what? band scene like out in there in the, in the Laughlin Bullhead area? Well, uh, it, it, it's it's not bad. It's gotten a little tight out here because of uh, uh, some licensing uh, uh, going on, and uh, we've actually lost a couple of venues to that. Uh, you know, we're... we're uh, uh, CSAC, BMI, and ASCAP are putting... Uh, um, <laughs> are holding the, a lot of the smaller clubs uh, uh, accountable for licensing fees, and uh, they're finding they just can't uh, make money and uh, uh, with the licensing fee structure the way it is. So we've lost, oh, I don't know, three or four venues just because of that. Uh, well, I remember years a- ago doing battle with CSAC and ASCAP. These, those are people that are not high on my list of people to like. Oh, and the new licensing the new licensing laws that just came out that just went into effect uh, somewhere around the first of the year are really, really atrocious. I mean, they are hard and they are expensive. Yeah, so that's, I can relate. That's the yeah, that's what we found out, and they they're really scaring a lot of the smaller clubs off. And exactly, and they're doing the same. Uh, they're doing you know, the same they, to us they, smaller radio guys and internet people. Uh, they are really, uh, percentage-wise, uh, us little guys are really paying more than the big guys are. That's correct. That's and correct. A, and we're the same with the club owners. And yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's difficult because you know. Um, it's it's hard enough to get work as it is, especially you know as. But, but smaller, you know, a small band like we are, we're not all that well known, uh, and they're not willing to take a chance on, uh, on on some of the lesser known acts. And we've been, you know, having to scramble to keep our calendar full. Right, and the important thing now is since obviously uh, there's a uh, there's a big break coming up with the Aquarius doing all local in uh, January. The big thing now is to get the local bands to put the people in to show them show the club that uh, they can make money with the local bands. Well, yeah, we'll be working on that. Um, we also try and uh, get to some venues outside of the area. We've played a. Uh, out in uh, Henderson uh, at the Hoover Dam Lodge, though they're not uh, having live music there anymore, unless we heard. And uh, we've played out at Fox's uh, on Parker in Arizona and um, the Desert Bar, uh, the Office, uh, <clears throat> and 
you know, we'd, we'd like to we'd like to play out there. We want to get into uh, some blues festivals, maybe, uh, you know, and uh, and you know, well, just, that would just be, get going doing that. That would be a great way to go because I know there's a there's a couple of uh, great blues festivals here on the river, and uh, definitely look forward to that. As we would look forward to getting you back on the show again in the very near future. But before we run out of time, want to get to the next track that you gave us to play and uh, tell us. Uh, in, we've got about. 20 seconds here. Tell us about King B. Well, it was uh, originally uh, written by Slim Harpo, but uh, as we do with uh, most of our songs, we, uh, we, we, we put our stink on it. <laughs> we, we definitely make it our own. All right. Well, that's, that's what you got to do. I mean, you don't want to just do covers for the sake of doing covers. You want to put your own stamp on it and make it your own. And uh, I think that's you've done it. that with this. Thank you so much, AJ and John, for being with us. Thank we you, look forward to having you back again in the near future. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. This is King B by the band known as Catbone. All right. This takes us up to the last song of this set. We'll be here till midnight tonight. Once again, I want to thank Miss Loretta for having us out here. Biggest supporter of live music in the valley. Don't forget Leanne behind the bar. We're Catbone. Your hat. I'm a king bee, baby, buzzing around your hat. We can make the best of honey. Just let me go. It's time.
much we're out of time gotta go we'll see you next week take us home john bon jovial great show great music thank you david and be sure to join us for next week's the david bowers awards saturday at 5 p.m eastern on wrfz fm 106.3 rochester free radio in beautiful rochester new york and on blog talk radio sunday at 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m pacific and 7 p.m greenwich time for more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it happen Follow the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio as well as Twitter and Facebook and find out everything first. Hey, maybe even before we do, you never know. So until next week, for the David Bowers and Nick the Geek and Hop Along Sarcassity and all these other band of idiots that uh, are here in the background every week, this is John Bon Jovial saying love one another, be good to each other, and we will see you next week on the David Bowers Awards.